Today I'm going to teach you how to deepen the level of connection that you feel with your partner. And it's something that can also help you if you're single and looking to connect with others as you date in the world. And it's the kind of thing that actually makes life in general a whole lot more interesting and exciting and dynamic. So I'm going to cover all of that with one relatively simple shift that you can make in how you connect to others. That's in this week's episode. But before we dive in, I just want to take a moment for some gratitude to you if you have taken a moment out of your busy life to donate to the Relationship Alive podcast. I am so grateful and appreciative. This week, I'd like to thank specifically Violet, Anne, Jolene, Lydia, Drew, Anna, and Madeline. Thank you so much for your generous support your monthly contributions and your one-time contributions. And if you have found the Relationship Alive podcast to be helpful, please consider donating. To choose something that feels right for you, just visit neilsatin.com slash support. Or you can text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And thanks again. Of course, one thing that has a profound impact on your ability to connect is how well you can communicate and stay connected while you're communicating. So there are tons of courses that will teach you how to communicate and how to communicate effectively and how to get your point across and things like that. But I've put together a free guide for you that will help you stay connected no matter what you're communicating about, even if it's something really challenging. So my free relationship communication guide is available to you if you visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. And finally, if you're looking to connect with other people who listen to Relationship Alive, we've created a safe space on Facebook where you can share what's going on with you and get feedback from other people who care about growing, thriving, and healing, and supporting each other in their relationships. It's the Relationship Alive community on Facebook. Just find us, click join, and I look forward to seeing you there. I think that's it for now, so let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. And today, it is episode 147 of Relationship Alive, which I'm really excited about because that's a very special number to me. And on top of that, I'm just excited because you're here with me. And I appreciate that you're willing to show up with me here week after week to talk about how to have amazing relationships. It's a topic that, as you might have guessed, is pretty fucking important to me. 
and uh, you're here, so it must be at least reasonably important to you as well. So thank you for showing up, and I am going to ensure that today's episode, while short and sweet, also gives you something really powerful to affect the way that you connect with your partner, or if you're dating, the way that you connect with potential mates and matches, or if you're just out in the world, it will help you connect in general and and get way more out of life. I promise you, it's that powerful and it's simple. So I'll give you the quick version and then we'll go into a little bit more detail so you can get what I'm talking about. Okay, so here's the quick version. The quick version is to remember that your partner or the person sitting across the table from you at the coffee date or the person sitting across from you on the subway or the homeless person asking you for money on the street corner. Remember that your partner is a person. Your partner is a person completely whole unto themselves. There's someone who has fears, who has aspirations, who has victories, who has defeats, who has amazing abilities, and who has some limitations, who has desires, and who has needs, and who also has things that they don't want or need. Your partner is a world unto themselves, complete. That's it. And when you can look at your partner and experience your partner and remember that they have an essence that is whole unto itself, then things can get really interesting. Because... You can ask yourself things like, how is this person experiencing me right now? Are they experiencing me as kind or generous or loving? Or are they experiencing me as fearful or calculating or withholding or angry? You can also ask yourself, If I were this person, what would help me feel safe right now? What would help me feel loved? And if you don't know the answer to that question, if it doesn't come to you immediately, then the next question that should come to you is, I wonder how I can find out. Because you are always able to transcend the story that you have about your partner. And as Chloe and I were talking about in two, ep- two episodes ago, it's natural for us to create stories about the other people in our lives to have a little bit of, of a running narrative of what makes them who they are. Um, and some of those things are true and Many of them aren't or aren't entirely true. But if you live from that place of your story about who the other person is 
and forget the fact that this person was a baby just like you. This person had a mother and a father on some level, even if one or both of those parents weren't present, they still on some level had two people who contributed their DNA to make that person. And that person grew from just being an innocent little baby into whoever is there right in front of you. So often we are ruled by our fears of another person or our fear of what they will or won't give us, what they will or won't do for us, that we miss who they actually are. We miss what they're actually able to offer. We miss the kindness and generosity that naturally emerges from who they are. And we block ourselves from receiving that because we're so focused on our own world that we miss the points of connection that that person is offering us. We miss the windows. We miss the doorways. We miss the pathways in to who they are because we're wrapped up in our own stuff. So when you're feeling stuck with your partner or when you're feeling like things aren't quite going your way or especially when you're just getting to know someone, see what happens if you can bring your curiosity to the moment and to remind yourself this person is a whole being and at their deepest core, they probably want to be connected on some level, at least as much as I do, if not more. And how do we get there? Well, if you've listened to the show regularly, then you know that one of the biggest obstacles to connection is being triggered, is being in our fear. And if you are in your fear in any given moment, then the odds are pretty good that you are not experiencing the other person as a whole and complete person. You're just experiencing your own version of how do I get the hell out of here? Or how do I make it through this intact in one piece? It's worth tuning in to your own level of fear in any given moment because your fear and your triggers will be an obstacle to you meeting this whole other person with compassion, with love, without judgment. Because when you notice that you're judging and you willfully uh, remove the judgment and say, I refuse to judge this person, I want to stay open to them and connected, then all kinds of things are possible. But if you're in fear, it's going to be really challenging to do that. If you're in fear, it's worth asking yourself, am I truly in danger right now? Am I in physical danger? 
I don't necessarily advocate you trying to connect with someone if you are truly in physical danger because of them. Although there, I suppose there may be times when uh, connecting is the only way to keep yourself safe. But if you're truly in physical danger uh, or in emotional danger and removing yourself from a situation is the only way to deal with it, then by all means, please create a boundary quickly so that you're not in that situation. But we're so used to... Um, so accustomed in this society to having our fears stoked by uh, advertisements, by politicians, by our parents, uh, you name it, our teachers, our fears are always being poked at. Sometimes it's with the purpose of manipulating us. Sometimes it's because someone is genuinely concerned, but they think that the way to communicate their concern is by making you more afraid instead of making you more powerful, instead of giving you more ability to be who you are, to be discerning in the world. So let's just undo the damage done by all of those people right now and recognize that you have the ability right now to think for yourself to be in yourself, to be discerning clearly whether or not you are truly in danger in a moment. And if you're not in danger, but you're responding as if you are in danger, you also have the power to make a choice to calm yourself down, to come back to a place of being balanced. Because once you are balanced, the part of your brain that's able to connect, that's able to be playful, that's able to have fun, to joke around, to be curious, that part of you is alive and engaged. And when you bring that part of you to the fact that there is an actual person there next to you in bed, across the table from you, walking up to you on the street, an actual person, then it frees you up to interact with them human to human, to understand the impact of your words and your actions on that person, and to see, to explore whether or not that person is willing to connect with you in the ways that you want to connect. And if they are your partner, then there's a rich material there, right? Because if they're not willing to connect with you in the way that you want to connect, well, how are they willing to connect with you? It's a good question. What would they be willing to do? What would help them feel safe in this moment, safe enough with you to connect with you, to also not be in their fear brain, but instead to be in their playful, fun, creative self? When you're there with your partner, the more that you can remember that they are a human bringing their own story of their life. And by the way, just like Chloe and I talked about two weeks ago, our own stories can also be pretty darn inaccurate as well. But the more that you can free them up from your story about them, 
then the more you'll be able to free them up from their story about themselves so that you can simply be in the moment with them, connecting powerfully. So I know it sounds simple, but I invite you as you go through your day to look around at all the people that you're encountering and remind yourself, oh, this person is a person too. They are a human with all their wants and needs and fears and hopes and dreams. And they were a baby at one point and they had a mama at one point, et cetera, et cetera. What happens in your world as you open your, your eyes and your heart up to the humanity that surrounds you, that sits down for a coffee date with you, or that crawls into bed with you at night after a long day, just waiting to find the peace and comfort and love and connection that we're so fortunate to be able to offer our dear loved ones. We're all human. Every single one of us. And because I acknowledge that in you, I just again want to say how grateful I am that you've chosen to spend this time here with me today. If you'd like to share some of your experiences of being out in the world or in bed with your partner, recognizing their humanity, please feel free to reach out. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. I may not be able to respond to your email because I do get a lot of email, but I always read the emails that come through and I love hearing from you. Thank you so much and I will see you next week.